Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. Good morning, everyone. I, I'm so sorry. Maybe it's not morning when you guys are listening. When do you guys listen to the podcast? I feel like this is more of a morning podcast, but I would also be honored if you listen to it in the evening because the podcast I listen to in the evening really relax me. Like I love Thick and Thin. That's a great podcast. My friend Katie, oh my gosh, if you guys need a good podcast rec, she has a great nighttime podcast. But anyways, today's episode is really exciting. I have my good friend Maggie on and I think you guys are really, really going to enjoy it. She's actually one of your favorite guests and most requested. The episode we did, I think summer of 2018 is one of our most popular because you guys just really loved that conversation. I wanted to get her on in January because she is kind of queen of routines and motivation and self-development. And I thought this would be a really good honest, motivational conversation for the new year. Before we get into that, I wanted to talk a little bit about work anxiety and what I have been doing to kind of combat work anxiety. I'm someone who is a naturally very motivated person. I am so excited about what I do. I love what I do. So in a way, it's a good problem to have because I am so passionate about what I do. But when you pair that with someone who is a three on the Enneagram, who's an overachiever and has anxiety, it can get pretty unhealthy pretty quickly. I have shared a lot on this podcast, my journey, I guess, to having a better relationship with work. I think for so long, I found my almost worth in how hard I was working. It was never the numbers on the screen. It was never the amount of money I was making. It was always how hard I was working, which obviously is not, it's not a good thing to have your your self-worth in anything like that, right? So I had to work very hard to reevaluate, reprioritize and figure out how I was going to have a healthier relationship with work. So I think now I definitely do. I'm someone who thinks it's way more about priorities and boundaries than it is about balance. I don't think that balance necessarily exists. And I also think it holds you back because I think at certain times in your life, you know, different things are going to take different priorities. For example, right now I'm 23, I'm post-grad, I'm single. And so work is taking a very high priority in my life, but maybe Later on when I'm married and I have a family, you know, my family will take a bigger priority. I'm so career oriented, so my career will still have a huge priority. But my point is that at different parts 
in your life, you have different priorities. And I think it's about figuring out what you're going to prioritize and then also having boundaries with yourself. So we're going to talk about having boundaries and how I'm combating the work anxiety I've been feeling in the recent weeks. For me in the new year, I really view that as a fresh start and it's something that really gets me so excited. But with that being said, sometimes I get a little too excited and I take on a little bit too much at once or just in my day to day, my to do lists are absolutely ridiculous. Okay, so I wanted to share a little bit about like what my work anxiety is. I'm someone who actually is like diagnosed with anxiety, by the way, I don't use the word lightly, but I know so many of us are dealing with anxiety, especially just in the years that we're in. Isn't that sad? It's not even the year that we're in. It's the years that we're in. It's okay, guys. So to me, work anxiety has kind of been a combination of my New Year's motivation and just taking on too much after a year where I'd really allowed myself to slow down for the first time in a very, very long time. So I've just been getting really anxious, really overwhelmed. I've been working into the night. I haven't really been having great structure and great routines and great, not balance, but great boundaries with myself. And this is not my first rodeo dealing with this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to the things that I know work for me. The first thing that I'm going to do is really amp up my routine. So routines provide structure and stability for me. I think routines are very personal. It's what works for you. I think you have to try out a ton of different things. For instance, I switch when I work out sometimes just with what works for my schedule and also my mental health, honestly. I think routines are about making your schedule work for you and not you work for your schedule. Also having a designated workspace that works for you is really great. I know like for instance, I have an office in my house and I, for some reason, cannot get it perfect to what I want and I keep switching it up and I'm gonna turn into a guest room for a second and it's just really not been my favorite place. But with that being said, I do come in here and work and I am trying to make it my best space. I also love going downstairs to work in my house, which is something that's been affecting me because I have water damage. If you follow me on Instagram, it basically feels like I have a haunted house in my house, not because it feels haunted, but you'll see with the tarp, it looks like a haunted house. Anyways, I used to love going down there because there was a lot more natural lighting and that's something that really affects my mood. So having a designated workspace is really good, especially because you know when you're working and you know when you're not. With that being said, I'm not perfect. Sometimes I really love just editing in my bed and that happens and that's okay. Another thing that really helps me is just taking walks throughout the day. I have to do this anyways because I have two dogs, but taking long walks throughout the day really helps. If I am feeling a midday slump and that's when my anxiety kind of heightens, I will just turn off everything and go take a 30 minute walk. And that calms me down so much. It allows me to take a step back, kind of calm down, relax, and then I'm able to get back to work with a clear headspace. And then something that I think I'm going to go back to is evening workouts. While I love morning workouts, don't get me wrong. Evening workouts are really great for me because one, it's something to look forward to. I actually love working out, especially in my new gym in my house. If you guys didn't watch the vlog, you should. But workouts to signal the end of a workday is really great for me. So once I'm done, turn my computer off, I walk downstairs, I go work out, and then I have my whole night routine. And that really really helped me at the end of 2020. So it's something I think I'm going to bring back. Anyways, I hope that was helpful to some of you guys. I also wanted to give a little podcast shout out. Okay. One of my friends, Margot Lee actually released her podcast this week, which I'm so excited for. It's called Working Title. Right now, I know it's only available on Spotify. Um, Apple podcasts kind of take a little bit longer sometimes. 
it is such a good listen. If you guys are looking for any new podcasts to listen to, I would definitely go listen to hers. Okay. She's also coming on the pod soon. So get excited for that. All right. A little bit of housekeeping. First things first, of course, go follow the podcast Instagram. I want to get to 10K so I can do swipe ups so I can share the products that I love, the book recs, other podcasts and things. So be sure to go follow. Um, If you didn't know, I guess unless you have 10,000 followers, you can't use a swipe up on Instagram and it's kind of ruining my life on there. We also came out with screensavers. I have the cutest little chocolate brown um, lock screen, which I love. If you guys haven't joined the Facebook group, you really, really should. It's so fun. If you're not a part of the Facebook group, you are missing out on half of the fun. Really, truly you are. Also, I get a lot of DMs from you guys like, hey, I heard you had this deal or this code in the podcast and I can't remember which one it was and what's your what's your deal, what's your code for whatever it is, right? And I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to start putting our podcast deals, whatever codes and links in the show notes. So if you guys ever need it, just go back to that. And then they're always in our weekly newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for the newsletter, be sure to go sign up. And then of course, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a nice review if you're feeling it. Hi, I'm Dom Roberts, a designer, creative, and activist living in Los Angeles. This is The Uncomfortable Podcast, a show where I speak with new friends, fellow activists, and guests all united and passionate about different injustices or just generally uncomfortable topics. It's time to dig deep into the human experience, and that's on period. It's all love. Let's get uncomfortable. Anyways, getting into today's episode, we have Maggie McDonald on. She is a Boston-based lifestyle influencer. Her and her sister live in Boston. I love Emma as well. She focuses a lot on routines, style, products. Honestly, if you like my content, you'll love Maggie's. But anyways, without further ado, let's get into the conversation. Hello. Hi. I am so excited to be recording with you today. I have been looking forward to this conversation Honestly, selfishly, mainly to catch up, but also because I know this is going to be the perfect episode for January and getting people motivated. I agree. I'm so happy to be back too. I feel like last time I was on, it was just such a different point of life. I feel like so much has changed since the last episode we did together. So I'm excited. Speaking of, I want you to kind of go into like, how have you been growing recently? Because I feel like so much within you has changed. You've been pretty vocal about that, but I kind of just want to like stop there. Yeah. It's been crazy. I feel like I thought about this literally after I got out of the shower this morning, how much I've changed since I started my YouTube channel the past three years, I've changed so much as a person, like gone through such a serious transformation because I was a junior in college when I started. And now I'm 24. And I feel like that's the point of your life where you change the most and like the most drastically. And I kind of did it in front of thousands of people. So I feel like I talk about it along the way, but there's sometimes where I stop and think about it and I'm like, Oh my God, like, I feel like I've just been constantly transforming. And, um, I just feel like lately I've been going through the biggest transformation because over the summer, I feel like I had like a huge spiritual awakening. It's so hard to put into words, but I feel like when the pandemic happened, I kind of had time to slow down and reevaluate my life. Look at who I was spending time with, the people I was surrounding myself with, what I was doing with my time, like what my interests were and things like that. And I, it was the first time in my whole life where I got to stop and just like really look at everything. Cause we had nothing else to do 
during March, April, May. So I just took that time and I feel like I got super uncomfortable and just addressed everything in my life that I knew that I wanted to change and kind of started from there. What are some things that you feel comfortable sharing that you wanted to change? I definitely wanted to change how I was spending my time on the weekends and just who I was surrounding myself with and what I was doing. And also I would deal with stress in like the worst way possible and how I like coped with being stressed or like feeling anxious is I would shop. And that was like my therapy. Like I literally caught myself a few times during the pandemic, like laying in bed at night on my phone, like ordering a bunch of stuff off of Ritzia. And then it would come in and I'd be like, I literally don't need any of this. Like, why did I buy this stuff? But like, I was just feeling so anxious and so stressed that I would spend money and I would buy like the most random things and just things that I didn't even need. And it just got to the point where I just felt so cluttered. Like my mind felt cluttered because I just had so much stuff that I really did not need and was buying impulsively. So that was one of the main things that I really wanted to work on, just being more conscious. I feel like that is a problem with me too. I actually wrote this down this morning. I know that we both are, well, you've been a five minute journal girl longer than I have, but I've recently gotten into it. And even just those few moments in the morning and at night helped me to be way more intentional and conscious of my day to day. And I already had like a morning Devo reading routine, but something about the five minute journal has really just stepped up my game. And I get anxiety from clutter. Like I am extremely affected by my environment. I need my place to be clean. I don't want too much in my house. And so I'm constantly going through and getting rid of stuff. I actually just went through. My little sister lives 10 minutes away from me. So she gets like all of my old clothing and everything that's gifted. And I went and I actually had my house like professionally organized. And that made me realize like, I don't need... 90% of this stuff. And yes, some of it, most of it is PR, but also my Amazon purchases that are just so random. Like, I'm like, I don't need that just because someone posted it on Instagram and it seemed cool. Like I do not need that, but I too have noticed that about myself. I'm like, I want to own way less things. Like I want just really high quality stuff and the rest of it, like that can go. I don't need any of that. And then it's just such a hassle And then it's like how you deal with anxiety and then it ends up creating more anxiety. Yeah, it's a mess. It's crazy. It's like the ripple effect. But I, yeah, Amazon really gets you. Also Apple Pay, how you just double click the side button on the phone. You can like buy anything you want. Dangerous. So those are two things that I too am stopping in 2021 and just being more conscious of. How are you spending your time on the weekends? It really differs It can change all the time, but usually I will just go out to eat with my sister and a few of my friends. Like we just go to different restaurants and just kind of hang out. There's really nothing to do, but luckily in Boston, restaurants are still open. We have a curfew, so they close at nine 30, but we always will go out to a restaurant, have dinner. And then I just go home. I like to keep my weekends structured just like my weeks. I don't want to feel thrown off come Monday morning. And also something that I'm now my like new resolution for 2021 is I want to stop drinking. I'm going to try it for 30 days because I feel like during the pandemic, it's gotten like a little bit crazy. I feel like I 
just am drinking more wine than I used to and stuff like that, which is fine. Like everything in moderation, but I feel like I've gotten a little bit too carried away and I hate more than anything in the whole world. I hate feeling hungover. I hate not feeling hundred percent, like feeling my best feeling like I can check off everything on my to-do list. And yeah, I just feel like drinking has really negatively impacted me in that way. Cause if I like feel the slightest bit of like hangover, I just like, am like, I can't do anything. So that's something I'm working on. My weekends are pretty low key though. I will two things in that. I love what you said about the structuring your weekends. I want to go back to that, but on the topic of alcohol, that's something that I feel like is now being talked about a lot more. I don't remember the book that's going around. I know Chrissy Teigen's reading it. Jen Atkin read it. Isn't it Jen Atkin's book? I'm reading it right now. No, it's not Jen Atkin's book. I love her. I loved her book though. She talks about it, but there's a new book going around. That's like, I think, oh, it's quit like a woman. And it's basically about becoming sober. And a few years ago when I was in my, you know, wild phase in LA, I was drinking way too much, but I was young. So I wasn't really getting as hungover as the next person. And then alcohol essentially just started being a really big downer. My hangovers, I struggle with anxiety and depression as is, but the days of my hangovers, imagine like the worst depression you've ever faced. And that would be my hangovers. It was so bad for me. So I ended up going to college and then I ended up not drinking for like two years. And that was a really good, like a really, really good thing for me. It wasn't really my choice. It was like, we weren't supposed to drink when we were in the school and whatever, but it ended up being really great for me. And now I'll have like the occasional drink out at dinner and things like that. But I've gotten really into mocktails because you and I are both experienced people. Like we want the nice cute drink and we want it in our house to be cozy. So mocktails have been a really great thing for me. I've loved those. Yeah. I even like doing kombucha, like in a wine glass, it just makes you feel, I don't know, some type of way in my family. I mean, I've never talked about this online ever, but in my family, there is like some alcoholism and stuff like that, that I've dealt with and things that happen like with my mom's parents, like growing up, well, my mom's dad and Um, just growing up myself, I've just dealt with a lot of situations around alcohol that were just like super negative. And I just saw how they hurt people in my life. And I just feel like everything in moderation, I know how much it can affect people's lives in a negative way. So that's just something that I'm working on right now. Yeah. I think that's incredible. Another thing like outside of COVID when I was out places, cause I never wanted to be the person during this time. Like now I'll drink occasionally, but I never wanted to be like, Oh, I don't drink or whatever, because then people ask. And then also the main reason was because I never wanted someone to think that I was like, Oh, I don't drink in a way that like puts me on a pedestal. Like that was not like ever what I wanted. So what I would do was I would always get, this is actually embarrassing. I know I've talked about this somewhere, but I would literally order a Shirley Temple at the bar. One, because it's an exercise of confidence. <laughs> like when you go up to a bar and order a Shirley Temple, but two, if you have a drink in your hand, people just assume. So it, they wouldn't be like, oh, Kenzie, get a drink or do this or whatever. So that was a nice, a nice little kind of in between for people to not ask. But I think now it's becoming more of a common thing to just not drink in general. But I totally agree with you, everything in moderation. I do feel like in our generation, everything revolves around alcohol though. And that's something that I feel like I struggle with as well, because 
I am really passionate about health and wellness and I know how it affects me in a negative way. And I do feel pressured sometimes that I can't say no, like, Oh, I don't want to get a drink at dinner with my friends. Cause I don't want people to say stuff. Like I know my friends would be so supportive and they wouldn't make me feel bad about it. I feel like it's just so common in our generation. I just want to be like, just confident in my decisions. You know, I'm also a very all or nothing person. So in drinking, obviously that's not really great. So whenever I was out and then I would get talked into it because it's like peer pressure or whatever, then I feel like it kind of just spirals from there. And so that's like another reason as to why literally the Shirley Temple would save me every day. But I want to talk a little bit about having structure in your weekends. I too have actually been thinking about this because I'm very intentional with like my time in my space to like recharge. I think it's really, really important to have boundaries with work and to be able to actually work on yourself and not just like your whole life be about your career. But I've noticed on Saturdays as someone who really prefers structure on Saturdays, my anxiety can kind of spiral if I don't have some sort of plan and that doesn't need to be a plan to do something or get something done but I do loosely have structures on my weekend. So I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go on a walk here. I'm also gonna go get lunch with a friend or I'm going to read this afternoon. Little things like that have really helped me be more intentional with recharging. So when you talk about structure and weekends, like what does that mean to you? I have my daily planner that I use daily. Just a random one from anthropology. It's just 2021 has a bunch of little moons on it, like the phases of the moon. It's really cute, good vibes. And it's nice because for every day, there's eight to 10 bullets, like places where you can write everything down that you want to do during your day and then cross them off once you're done. There's a checkbox. So I will wake up each morning and it helps me like have structure in the morning too, having a dog as you know, like I let Milo out first thing in the morning and then come in, I will sit in front of the window in my apartment and I meditate for 10 to 20 minutes. And then I'll do my five minute journal. And then I also have another journal where I just write down all my thoughts, whatever I'm feeling, whether it's like affirmations, manifestations, stuff like that. And then I do it in front of the window specifically. My dietitian told me I have been working with a dietitian since April of 2020. And she stresses how important it is to get sunlight every morning because it really benefits like your circadian rhythm, I think, and like balancing your hormones. It helps with that a lot. So I do everything in front of the window. I feel like it just gives me so much more energy. Then I go over to my planner. I write down everything I want to do that day, like specifics. So I'll write down like bring Milo on a walk and all the things I need to do. And that is what helps me stay really structured. And I even give myself time to recharge and I'll write down, like sit down and read for 30 minutes or read 50 pages of your book. Like whatever I'm doing, I will write down specifically when I need to give myself time to recharge, like for myself. So I'm not just blowing away the whole Saturday and like sitting on the couch all day doing nothing, even though that's fine. I just like to have things like planned out for me to do. So 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes complete sense. I'm the same way. If I don't have things that I know I'm going to do, it is really easy to just lay on the couch and watch Netflix all day. But for me, that leaves me more tired and more exhausted than when I started. So it's just the difference between like being lazy and resting and resting being that it recharges you. So that's something I try to be really intentional about. And I actually talked about this earlier in the episode that I have been dealing, I think I'm so motivated right now with the New Year's motivation that I'm trying to take on too much at once. So I've kind of like bulldozed over my routines and my boundaries that I have with work. And that's something this week that I'm really getting back into a routine with and things like a physical planner and things when I'm actually writing it down in my five minute journal and having a morning routine and a night routine have really changed that for me. Yeah. I've been kind of dealing with the same thing. Well, the same as you, but opposite the start of the year. I just felt so overwhelmed that it was a new year and it's 2021, like new goals and all of these things that I wanted to do. And just everyone talking about it, that overwhelmed me. And it, I felt like I woke up on January 1st and I was like, okay, it's the new year. It does not feel any different than it did yesterday. <laughs> like, I feel like these past few weeks, I've been feeling like super anxious and just stressed. And I don't know, I've just been feeling so off. And I think also I have like a vlogmas hangover. I went from yes. obviously doing vlogmas every single day of December and then it just ended. And then it was like the pressure of a new year. And I was like, oh my God, I should be doing all of these like motivational 2021 videos and talking about my goals and talking about all the things that I accomplished in 2020. And then I was just like, this is too much for me. So I really just took the past three weeks to just like do absolutely nothing and like recharge and figure out what I wanted to implement into my routines for 2021. Because I do find that if I do the same thing over and over again, I just get so used to the routine that I am just an autopilot doing it. So I like to switch things up and I've been really trying to like have more structure and be more organized where the agenda planner really comes in handy and I think has really helped me. So yeah, I agree. This week is like a big week for just like really cracking down and doing all the things on my list and like actually making sure I get things done, like stepping out of my comfort zone in certain aspects. So I think a lot of people can relate to that. I know I could the first week, especially of January, especially when, if you guys aren't aware, we're actually both on YouTube. And so you do this thing called Vlogmas where you post daily from December 1st to December 25th. And it's great. It's really fun. But the thing is when most people are relaxing, you are at your peak of work, right? And it's really overwhelming. It's a lot of content. It's a lot. Also, just even having to like put yourself personally on camera during the holidays can be hard because the holidays is already a time where emotions are heightened. So that I've decided that is my last year of Vlogmas daily. Like I will figure something else out and I will do Vlogmas, but it's just not good for personally, my mental health. But when I got to January, I was so burnt out the first week and I was exhausted. I didn't want to do anything. And so I went to a cabin with one of my really good friends and I literally just did nothing for 48 hours. And that 48 hours literally changed my life. I cannot describe to you enough. And it's not that I'm telling everyone like, oh, you need to go to a cabin or leave or whatever, but it definitely did help to get out of 
where I was at and the mindset that I was in, in order to get like almost revelation for 2021, because I was, I was just not there. I had no interest in doing that. So now that you feel that you are back in a place where you're like, okay, I have my planner, I have my to do's, I have things that I really want to do. What are some things that you like to do, maybe read or listen to that help motivate you? I really just stay true (laughs) to the Ed My Lip podcast and Skinny Confidential. I listen to those two religiously. Um, I like to listen to a podcast in the morning after I have done my morning routine, like journaled, meditated, all of that, because normally I would just pick up my phone and then I think, okay, I did all those things. Like it's time for me to check my phone now, but I've been extending the period of time in the morning where I don't check my phone and I will put on an hour podcast instead. I'll make breakfast, have coffee, really just listen to the show and not be distracted by anything else. And I feel like that has just helped me so much. I just learned so much from both of those shows. They are amazing. And I like to just read a lot of like self-development books. One of my 2021 goals is to read a book a week. So I'm about to finish Jen Atkins book, blowing my way to the top. And I read Untamed before this by Glennon Doyle. That book was really good. I'll just read anything really that people recommend. I get a lot of my book recommendations from the Skinny Confidential podcast. They, whenever, you know, at the end of their show, they'll ask the person they're interviewing if they have any books that they recommend or anything like that. Like literally whenever a book is listed off, like I will buy it on Amazon. Yeah. I'm really open to reading anything. I just love self-development specifically because it's so motivating. I love hearing other people's stories as well. Me too. For motivation for me, I would actually say those two podcasts are really huge. I love reading in the past year. I've gotten way more into reading fiction. I used to read nonfiction 24 seven, but then I found that like reading for me became more of a relaxing thing. Like I read every single night before bed and that is how I really zone out. It's also the only thing that I found that keeps me off my phone. I won't even look at my phone past 8 p.m. Like I'm really crazy about it. I was thinking the other night, I'm like, if there's an emergency, like I should probably put some sort of thing where certain calls get through, but it has helped with my peace of mind so much, but I also love self-development. I'm actually wanting to get into audiobooks too for self-development when I'm on walks and stuff. I feel like that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. What for health and wellness? Because you are really truly a queen of health and wellness. What are some of your favorite hacks, maybe or favorite products or even people to follow along for health and wellness? Yeah. One thing that's really important for me is just having a really structured routine. And like I said, I worked with a dietitian in 2020. So I learned so much from my dietitian and she is somebody that I look up to for like advice and stuff like that. She has an Instagram. Her Instagram is prevention pantry. And she talks a lot about like stabilizing your blood sugar levels and balancing your hormones, which are things that are all just like internal things that we don't think about when it comes to health and wellness. So I love her. Her name is Jillian. I love Jillian for any type of inspiration with like what I eat and stuff like that. When it comes to working out, I'm on a pretty strict like routine weekly. I work out with my trainer twice a week, every week, same time. And I also do Pilates. So I 
think having a routine is so important, but it's really, really crucial that you find what works for you because there's so many people who have their own routines and like what works for them and what works for them necessarily. It doesn't mean it's going to work for you as well. So I think that that's something that I've really been focusing on over the past year is just finding what's going to work for me, like my body type, what I like to eat and the type of people I like to follow and stuff like that, really basing things on how it makes me feel, not like what everyone else is doing. Yes, I agree with that. I also think for routines, just in general, I'm constantly shifting my routine for what works for me. For example, I'm normally a morning workout person and that's like my favorite thing in the morning. But I found that when I'm trying to make sure I have a good boundary with work, if I work out once I'm done with my work for the day, it sets better routines and boundaries for me. So constantly shifting and reevaluating, I think is really important. Also for workouts specifically, I think the biggest tip with that is find what workout you actually enjoy. I also love Pilates. I recently have not even recently, it's been a few months now. I love 12 through 30, what Lauren Dorado started There are certain things that I know I love and because I love them and they're easy for me to do, I go and do them all the time. But even if you're just going on walks and like subscribing to Melissa Wood Health Monthly, things like that, I think just getting any type of movement, whatever works for you. That's a big thing with routines. And I know I talk about this. We've talked about it so much in the podcast is that I feel like there is some sort of routine, like guilt or shame. That's so it's really dumb, but I do think it it creates this shame that we, it's like self-induced that it's like, oh, well, if I'm not waking up at 5 a.m. like Ed Milet every single morning, then I'm not gonna get to where I need to go. And I think on one hand, we should push ourselves, but on the other hand, like we know ourselves and what's gonna work for us, you know? Let's transition a little bit into home. I love your home. The fireplace is beautiful. I'm currently actually looking into getting a fireplace built in my house. And I was like, I need to look at Maggie so I can create like a little mood board. What are some ways that you create a very calm and zen home? I would say I really like to set the tone. I'm really into candles And I love having incense burning and just going back to what we said in the beginning, just having a clean space. I don't like clutter anywhere. Like I'm so crazy about that. Like even if I have a few things like pieces of paper on the counter of things I need to do, like I need that gone out of the way. So I feel like just making sure my space is tidy and doing my laundry and putting it away right away and not having it sitting out, um, lighting candles. I love putting on my fireplace and just having a clean space. I feel like really helps with like my mindset and the way that I feel. I totally agree. I found candles to be a really big thing. Diffusers, no clutter, even like extra decor. If I have too much, like even in my background right now, I'm like, that's too much. I just need it to be minimal. I don't know what it is, but something about that just releases so much anxiety and just calms me down so much. Yeah. Less is more. My mom has said that like to me, my whole life growing up, less is more. And it it really is simple. It's as simple as that. You just don't need to overcomplicate things. I feel like putting your stuff away, like taking your shoes off at the door and putting them back in your closet and don't just leave them there to pile up, hanging your jacket up, putting your bag in your designated spot to put your bag away, your keys, 
all that stuff. And then just cleaning up after yourself. I don't leave anything in the sink. Once the dishwasher's done, I empty it out right away. Like I do not like when dishes are piled up and just, yeah, I'm like looking around my apartment right now, seeing what else, but it's just super simple. Love lighting candles in the morning, having them burn all day. I feel like that in itself just really helps like the ambiance. It adds such a nice touch too. Where do you get your candles from? I get them from a lot of different places. So I am burning this one right now. It's a handmade candle. They're handmade in Iowa. It's called Old Soul. It's by Katie Cloud, right? Yeah, Katie Cloud. That's her Instagram, K-A-T-I-E-C-L-O-U-D. So that's the candle I'm currently burning. It's called Old Soul. It is paraben and phosphate free. It smells so good. It's not overpowering and it's really, really nice. I love that candle. I also love this brand called The Coop. Yes, I was hoping you were gonna say that. I, I do too. I love their candles. I literally... The founder, her name is Kristen. Like she's so sweet. And I have so many candles from her. I've burned through so many. Like I burn through candles so fast because I just have them burning all day. Like I light it first thing in the morning. And I, since we work from home, I'm home all day. So it's just going constantly. I love her candles. They are very like crisp, clean, nostalgic scents. They all remind me of the Cape. And growing up on the Cape, like a bunch of her scents just remind me of that. They're very like fresh, clean, coconutty, which I love. I also like Diptyque a lot. I like the Bays and I like the Rose. I wish I liked it a little bit less, but I do love them. Um, I also love the Cape. Actually, Kristen's supposed to come on the podcast. So I am their biggest fan. And also the candles are so cute. They just look good on your counters, which is so nice. Like the black, the white, the brown ones, like they're very, they go with, they go with everything. Like they're not sticking out, you know? Yes. I love them. I want to end this episode off on a little talk about goal setting. I'm always asking people how they set goals selfishly because I just am always kind of changing up what I'm doing, but how do you set goals? Do you set goals? And do you do them on like a time limit? Like I know some people like smart goals and things like that. As much as I'm like such a goal setter and I have like things that I want to do, I'm not too hard on myself about like when they need to be achieved by. I really believe that everything that is meant to be in our lives, everything that's meant to happen, it will come to you at the time it's supposed to, like everything happens the way that it's supposed to. And at the time you're supposed to be presented with things. I'm a firm believer in that every situation, like we are just growing from it and things may not happen like when you want them to, because they're just, you're supposed to learn something before that. So I like to sit down at the beginning of each year or like even before the year ends and I'll write down a list of things that I want to let go of Like for 2020, I wrote down a list of things I wanted to let go of. And then I wrote down my goals for 2021. And I just find that every year after I do that, I look back at the end of the year and subconsciously, I end up achieving a majority of them just on my own. Because I feel like when I put pen to paper and I write them down or like even create a list, it like manifests itself. I just really believe in setting intentions and then knowing that that's your intention and working towards it, but not being super like crazy on like the time. If I hold myself to that specific timeline and then I don't achieve 
the goal by the time that I had wanted to, I feel like that would be just such a huge letdown. And I feel like I'd beat myself up over it. So just not like attaching any time to it has really helped me and everything just works out the way that it's supposed to. I feel like I'm someone who's easily very hard on myself as far as achieving whatever it might be. So I kind of do it exactly how you do it. It's like, these are the things I would really like to accomplish. And I'm going to like set my intentions and what I want to do and like pen to paper. I am going to, you know, set goals. And then I'm also going to work really hard, but I'm going to hold things with an open hand because so often the things that I think that I want are actually not what I want in whatever leads me, let's say like working towards this goal has led me to another thing that I liked so much more. So just having an open hand with a lot of things, especially in this industry, when things are constantly changing and evolving and there's so much opportunity that has really been such a game changer. And then I too will look back on things and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's something that I really wanted. There's a quote. I don't know who this is from, but it's like, we're walking in the days that we prayed for beforehand. Right. So it's like, you think about the goals and stuff that you set and maybe you forgot about them a year later. I have these realizations all the time. Like, Oh, that's something I really wanted. Or that's something I prayed for. That's something that I was hoping for and working towards. And I I'm trying this year to be more grateful and also aware of the things that are happening. Cause at one point I really wanted those and it's not that I don't want them then, but I think it's really easy to become really, used to like your surrounding and what your life is at that time. And I really don't want to have that posture about life. I agree. I, that's something that I'm working on also just being more aware of where I am right now and enjoying the moment now, because if you can't enjoy where you are at this moment, this current moment, then how are you going to manifest all these things that you want in your life? Like you're going to get there and you're not going to feel fulfilled. So really being present because it's so easy to get caught up in like wanting more and just wanting to be at a different point. But like, that doesn't exist. You know, the future doesn't exist. And then we end up getting to that future point. It's like, not what you think it's going to be because you had all these ideas in your head. So I think we look to the future as to when we're going to be fully content. And we don't realize that if we're not content in this moment right now with you know, let's say like X amount of money in your bank account and you want that to quadruple. Well, when it quadruples, you're going to want that to quadruple again. And you're never going to achieve contentment or happiness within yourself. Or if you're constantly focused on achieving things in order to fulfill yourself, like once you realize that your achievements are not actually what necessarily fulfills you, I think you can have a healthier relationship with it. And I also think that that's when those things can happen for you because like whatever you believe it is watching out for you. I think had you had that in a different mindset, it would have actually been really bad for you. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I loved this episode. Can you let everyone know where they can find you? Yes. My Instagram is at Maggie McDonald, M-A-G-G-I-E-M-A-C-D-O-N-A-L-D and just at Maggie McDonald or Maggie McDonald on YouTube. And I think Maggie.McDonald on TikTok. I'm going to work on TikTok more this year. TikTok makes me uncomfortable. I didn't go on for all of 2020 because I was like, it is so toxic. Like I get such bad anxiety, but like I want to create more content, like little mini vlogs on it and show like my routines more and fashion and things that interest me. 
So I'm working on stepping out of my comfort zone and doing something that makes me uncomfortable, which is TikTok. So you can go follow me there. You have to get on the right side of TikTok. There's so many things that are just so fun. I literally, I'm on dog TikTok. I'm on Montreal Hill TikTok. I'm on Taylor Swift TikTok. I mean, you just have to get to the right side of TikTok. Okay. And then you'll be like, this is incredible. It really changes everything. Okay. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on. Um, love you. I love talking to you. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. I had so much fun recording it. As always, be sure to subscribe, review the podcast. If you would like to leave a five-star review, I would love that. Join the Facebook group, follow the Instagram page, join the newsletter. I love you guys so much, and I will talk to you next week.